Good morning. <laughs> I'm Laura Stewart, and my husband and I live on a ranch and farm 25 miles south of here. I've attended Richland for 31 years, ever since Alan and I got married and I moved up here from Kansas. Um, this was Alan's home church, so he got to grow up here, and um, we have two grown children, Ethan, um, who lives in Missouri, and Alyssa and our wonderful son-in-law, Levi, who live in Nashville, Tennessee, and um, Fortunately, and being blessed, um, they got to grow up here in the same church that their dad did. So that was a special blessing. Um, I'm thankful for all the normal things we're all thankful for, I guess. Um, for my husband, um, Alan, who is really a funny guy if you get to know him. Um, my children, who are both... Um, and my son-in-law, i got to include Levi in there, who are all um, living for God, and um, that's a special blessing. Um, for my extended family, of course, um, it's also a really special blessing to grow up in a family that loves the Lord, and that's um, a really fun time, especially um, during Thanksgiving time when they all get to come to my house. And I love having them all come, all my nieces and nephews and, my, and the aunts and the uncles and the grandmas and the grandpas, and now we're into the grandnieces and nephews, so that's fun too. Um, I'm really, really thankful for being able to serve um, the church here as um, the preschool teacher. I love your guys' kids, um, and um, I love being able to teach them. It's one of the definitely blessings of my heart being able to minister to them every day um but I try to think of something that I was particularly been kicking around in my head that I've been thankful for lately um sometimes those things just keep reoccurring in your brain and um one of the things I've been thinking about was how thankful I am for a holy God and I know we talk about that a lot here but do we spend a lot of time really thinking about what it means to serve a holy God um, who does everything perfectly for us. And one day he will return everything to perfection for us. I'm thankful for a God who has dealt with my own sin, but also a God who can turn the unperfectness of this world back into perfectness and give us hope and a longing for him someday. Um, Every day unperfectness, that's not really a word, but I made it up, um, of living in a broken world can be very defeating for us. Um, just, I picked one day this week, which was really not a very good day, but <laughs> a mouse took up residence in my laundry room. The grain cart got stuck in the field. The semi got stuck in the road. The washing machine quit working. My sister got sent to the emergency room. I lost my glasses probably five times in one hour. Uh, my nep- my grandnephews got sick, and I left my iPad at school overnight, which, you know, that's really bad. So all of these things happened to me like in one day. And if you think about every day, usually you can have a list even longer than that. <laughs> but I am thankful 
that God is using even those little bitty things that don't seem real significant but still get you down um, in this world to turn my heart toward him. When I teach the preschoolers um, what holiness is, and yes, we do get into some really deep theological things down there, um, how do you do that? How do you tell them what it means for God to be holy? Um, So I like to put it down to what the one thing that I really think that that truly means. And I know there's lots of other things. But so when I teach them, I, we, we do this. What does it mean when God is holy? And we say, God is perfect and we are not. And I'm so thankful that as believers, the burden of being and having everything perfect isn't up to us. Because I'm not a perfect person. <laughs> not only in my spiritual life, but even in all the, like the little broken things of the world that happen to us. And um, one time in preschool, um, I always go back, every Sunday we talk about the garden. And what happened to Adam and Eve in the garden. And what it was like when it was perfect. And You can imagine how much they love to talk about that. What's it like if it's perfect? It's never cold. It's never too hot. It's, um, we're never sad. We never cry. We never get hurt. We're never lonely. The animals are all our friends. And we go through this whole list almost every Sunday. And, um, and then we go back and we talk about what happened when Satan entered. The whole thing got broken and changed. And it's not like it was. It's not like how God intended it. And one time I remember when I was sharing that, and we talked about what happened then. Adam and Eve had never, ever felt what it was like to be lonely or scared or um, ashamed. And what happened when Satan came in and changed all that? And I remember one little girl just burst into tears, and she started crying and said, Oh, Miss Lara, I wish that Eve wouldn't have listened to Satan. And I said, We all do. (laughs) But isn't that the whole point? That someday God's going to take it back to the way it was in the garden, perfect, except even better. And um, I love being able to think that through, even when the little things in life seem to bother us, that "Mm, God is perfect, but we are not. So I love that little lesson, and um, I'm so thankful that God reminds me of that daily and sometimes several times an hour. (laughs) Um, One little, I just found a little Psalms that kind of goes around. It's just a little one. It says Psalms 97, 12. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, that's us, and give thanks to his holy name. God is perfect and we are not. So give thanks to his perfectness and his holiness. Good morning. Um, My name is Jeff Larson, and my family and I are from Warner, uh, and we've been coming to Richland here for almost now 14 years. I'm not very good at getting up and talking, so I'm going to stick mainly to my notes, but uh, um, what I'm most thankful for, uh, of course, is my beautiful wife 
and my two boys. I have, if I've done anything right in this world, it, it was marrying Melissa and having Wyatt and Cody. I can't even begin to tell you how much I love being a husband and a father. I'm not here to tell you I'm perfect at it, far from that, but it is two titles that I hold very dearly in my life. Another thing I'm thankful for is uh, being a coach in the Warner School. I didn't know that this was something I really wanted to do when I started out. I'm not very good at giving emotional speeches or, or like this, talking into a big group, but I was with my boys, so I figured, hey, I'll, I'll start out coaching just to get them started. Thankfully, God, though, had another plan. In the book of Jeremiah 29.11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good not, and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. I love that verse. During my childhood, it, it was sometimes uh, so incredibly hard to see that verse see through, though. It was hard for me to see the hope and the good that God had in store for me. My, while my childhood is a blur these days, and, and I'm sure most of it is because I'm getting older, um, but the most vivid memories I have are some of the most heartbreaking memories to me. One memory I have is, is coming home from school one day at age 11 and having to be called by my mother to help talk my father out of suicide only to see it come through a few short weeks later. Another one would be during my high school uh, athletics, looking up in the stands and seeing everyone else's fathers there except for mine. That was very hard to see the hope and the future through that period, to think that God had a plan for my life. Looking back on it now, I'm so very thankful for that time. I know that I was never alone. I know that God had placed good people in my life just at the right time so that I could ride out the storm that was ahead of me. Whether it be my mother, who God gave the strength to and helped us to keep moving forward, or the coaches in my life that not only believed in me, but also held me accountable, or the really great bosses that I had that were like fathers to me. I know that God had sent them, and they were there at the right time for me. And I'll read again. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for good, not for disaster. Plans of a hope and a future. I believe that God used that loss of my father to help others. I am not very good at walking up to people and spreading the good news, but as a coach, I have been able to reach out to kids that are in need. I have been able to talk to an athlete of mine who lost their father to suicide, another athlete who lost a mother to cancer, to students who just lost their classmates, or to someone whose dad is just not around. Sure, I do wish that I had more time to spend with my father during his life, but I wouldn't change a thing, and I, I am more thankful that God had used that loss for his purpose, and to be someone that is there for someone else in their right time of need. God has a plan for us, and I'm so very, very thankful for that.
Good morning. Uh, my name is John Jung. A couple of weeks ago when Pastor Ron asked me if I would uh, talk through this service, the first thing I thought is, no, somebody else is way more qualified than I am. And he said, well, just think about it for a bit. You don't have to give me any answers right now. And I thought, you know, God gave him the idea to ask me to speak, so I guess God must want me to speak, so I'll try it. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? All the food's in the kitchen. You can't throw that at me. So I thought, I'm pretty safe. So I was pretty thankful for that. So um, my family and I uh, live uh, about 15 miles north of here. My wife, Stephanie, um, who I'm very thankful for because I'm a kind of laid-back, see-what-happens kind of guy. Whatever happens, happens. And she's the it's-going-to-happen kind of person. So... Occasionally, once in a while, things can get chaos, but um, we have a son, Kale, a son, Jacob, um, and uh, uh, older kids, Brooke and Alex, and Alex was married here in the church um, this summer, and hopefully Brooke will be married sometime soon. She has a very nice boyfriend, and... uh, so I'm very thankful for my family, and my uh, mother-in-law, Clara, is here with us today, and I'm very thankful for that also. Um, the other thing I'm very thankful for um, is uh, the uh, church that we have here. Several weeks ago, uh, my wife uh, ended up having emergency gallbladder surgery, and uh, I called Pastor Ron to let him know, and and uh, he immediately sent out the prayer requests, and, and I'm very thankful for everybody that sent texts and messages and prayers and all the response we had. Um, I'm very thankful for that. Um, and I'm also thankful for the youth group in this church. That's kind of how we got started coming here five years ago. Um, just over five years ago, Jacob was starting school, and... Uh, it's probably been six years already, and we, he was starting school, and we realized that um, he definitely needed to um, know about God and about the Bible and, and uh, about all the Christian ways, and so we started coming to church here and bringing Jacob, and it's been very good for all of us since, since then, and, and uh, we're very thankful for that, all the leaders here, youth people, and Pastor Ron and Jason and everybody. Um, they've, they've helped us a great deal. Um, and, uh, and I'm thankful for just the little things in my life. Um, being out on the ranch every day, I find myself a lot of times just telling God thank you, just for little things that something didn't break or something went right or... I was able to catch something before it broke, or it's just all the little things in life that you know you're very thankful for, and uh, and and I think you know that's about it. I'm not a big speaker; didn't write a big speech, but you know, I big thing is I'm thankful for all the people and all the things in, in our life and how the congregation has been for us. So, thank you. Good morning. My name is Travis Sharp. I live about five miles east of Aberdeen on a small family farm. 
I've been coming to Richland for about um, 10 years now. My first experience at Richland was a vacation Bible school when I was in about second grade. The, I was kind of scared at first coming to Richland. It was a new church. I'd been going to church before, but I had no idea what to expect when I came here. But everybody was so accepting and just helped me get through everything. I was very, very, very thankful to come to a church that everybody cared about me. I'm obviously thankful for God and everything he's given to me with my, my family and the church that supports me. My family supports me every, in everything I do, no matter what it is. I'm also thankful for my friends who keep me honest on a day-to-day basis. They support me along with my family and everything I do. I'm also thankful for my academics. What God has given me, it given me great gifts in the academic area, and that's helped me to um, help other people as well, get to know him, and I'm also thankful for all the extracurriculars I'm involved in. I've met a lot of people through there and helped them to, to know God as well. I'm also thankful for my teachers at school. They support me and help me with all my academics, and I'm just very thankful for them and how they help me through a day-to-day basis. I'm just, I'm just thankful for everything in my life, how God has led me in my day-to-day life, and how all of you have supported me in everything I do and led me towards God and helped me. Good morning. Uh, my name is John Kimball. Uh, I want to thank Pastor Ron for asking me to do this. Um, sort of cry, baby. But uh, I have a different take. I, I, I come from the front line. Uh, the adversary been trying to do me in for years, all my life. But one thing I learned is that God never turned his back on me and never saved me. When I was down on the ground, he, he covered me. He lifted me up. And, and I want everybody to know you got you to keep going with this. This is real stuff. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. But he wants you to give yourself to him. All yourself to him. And that's, that's, as I go along, I came here with troubles on my hands. And some of you know and some of you don't know. But the Lord set me in that corner over there and said, you stay here and get what I have to give you. And I listened. I seen. Uh, a lot of people didn't say much to me. I still come back and sit right there. And then he blessed me to move me over in there. That lady, and she sometimes just gives so much hope. Uh, I hear her singing. It just boils up in me. Woo! I think, I think for her and her husband, just, I feel the love and the joy. And every time I go to the table, <laughs> I see Jesus saying, I'm here. What can I do for you? 
and most I hear is nothing, and he just goes on along. Let's bring him here. We need him here. Just good ground. Uh, to bless the flow, the people will come. But we got to bring him here. He has to be here with us so we can go out, not be so selfish and greedy and me and I. No, no, no. It's about him and him alone. He takes care of me. He blessed me with a good job out of thin air. I came here with nothing but family and no nothing. I, just, I was made to supervise in California. I had 19 buildings, had uh, 50 guys under me. I was good. I lived in the main palace. I was perfect. But it's funny, they didn't never tell me thank you. And that's what brought me here. And I sit and I listen, and I see and I look, and I just, sorry, excuse me. See the blessing and opportunity here, especially the kids and the adults. Just, uh, get God, let God, and be about him. Uh, to open your eyes to see it's not about this color, that color, this race, up, down, my wheat, my grain, my beans, my corn. It's about him and him alone. Uh, this time in hunting, I made quite a bit of money on tips, and I gave most of it away. But guess what? He'd been giving it back, and I'd give some more away, and he'd just give it on back, and I'd give some more away, and he'd give it on back. Let's give. Everywhere you go, give. Not receive all the time. Give. And you'll see how he'll bless you to give it back, and more, and more, and more, and more, and then you'll be like, whew. This place should be huge. <laughs> This is the place we need to stay in this place and watch us grow. Watch us reach out. Watch the people come to receive. I had, he's teaching me. All this trash I have in my car, in my house, and out there in the world, I bring it here and I drop it off here and I leave and I, do, and I leave it here and I go and do something else. I don't leave it in my car and say, well, I'm done with church. Let's go back to doing what I was doing. I bring all my trash and junk and I leave it right here. And I just sat right there and was like, whew. I came here and I said, well, I don't see nobody like me, but I'm going to stay here anyway. <laughs> so nobody said nothing to me. I said, I'll sit there anyway. And God had been blessing me all the time, all the time, all the time. I, I, I'm grateful for my mother. I have one brother, three sisters, and all of us is in the Word. Every last one. If something go wrong, we're in the Word. When I was in trouble, <laughs> I got on the phone every court day with my family, all five of us, six including my mother, and we prayed. And I go in the court and say, go home. We have nothing against you. Every single time. And even when they came after my flesh, he hid me. Me, he hid me. He'll do the same to everybody in this room. If we just give up our little toys and gadgets, and focus on him, <laughs> you ain't seen nothing. Harvest is great, but it's not that many workers, you know what I mean? So I'm just grateful that he is working with me and he revealed so much. I've been in so many <laughs> red zones in my life that he had took me out of. I know him personally, and I'm glad my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life forever with a seal on it. If I fall, that seal shows up. Say, I, I, gave, I forgave him for that. I paid for that. 
He bought me with a price. He bought everybody with a price. So what? Uh, hmm. We got to let the world see him. That is my prayer. Every, everything I do that's important, this is my prayer. I said, Lord, let them see you, because if they see me, I'll fail. And when I go, they say, oh, we know you. You know, when I first met Ron, he said, well, let's, let me check him out. He said, I'm going to create a job for you out of thin air, and you ain't got to do much, and I'll pay everybody to do what you want to do out of thin air. That's God's favor and grace. See, the devil brought me in with a scar on my integrity. He knew I would be here one day talking to you, probably, more than likely. But I had a scar on my integrity, so that made you say, hey, is he really real? Is he just talking or just making himself sound good? No. I've been on the front lines. It's tough. But when God be for you, <laughs> the world can be against you. But here's the thing. Will you stand up for him when the world's against you? It's hard because the world has a way of pushing us. We got you just for you to fall. So my thing is, <laughs> invite strangers into your life. You never know if there's an angel. Be thankful to God and put him in front of everything you do. Even if it's bad stuff, put him in there anyway because he's in the mix of that too. And he'll wash it all away and get you out of it. Trouble. Don't run from trouble because trouble's going to come. The book says it's coming. It's coming. Just when trouble comes, call his name immediately. Not when you're in it. Immediately. The doctor said, I'm sick today. God, give it to him right away. Don't tell your best friend you're sick. Let God know, hey, I need you. Whoop, done. Then tell the people how it happened. I took it to God. I turned my back to the wall. This is a real thing. Really for the young people, my daughter was raised here. I got a son raised here, and they went through the field pressure and all that, and I thank God they came out of it very well. Um, don't be ashamed of the gospel, because you don't want to be ashamed of you. When you see something wrong, say something. Don't agree because it's cute to be along with the crowd. Be against that crowd, because you've got to represent him if you want him to represent you. I just say I'm... I didn't have a note. I didn't know. I really didn't know this was the day to even do this, but I showed up and it was on and good. So let's just put God front and center of everything, even our bad behavior, our little secrets. Just put Him in there and, and grow and talk to Him. Find your place in life where you, you and Him have your one on one deal. And see how he start working with you real. Even when it's tough and hard, go to your place. Lord, just between me and you, let's talk about it. And that's how I do my thing. Uh, he has blessed me to see a lot of people, a lot of wealthy people, poor people. But I continue to help when he says, give this to so-and-so, do this over here. Don't make sense, but I do it anyway. And on the other end of the tip, he rewards me. So... Like I say, my name is John Kimball. I'll be here for a long time. Let's Lord move me somewhere else. But I, I really feel the power in this place. And Pastor Ron and, and, and Jason, they really, they know when they get to the word real good, I'm on a trail saying, hey, you did a good job. Keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. And they'll tell you. And so I appreciate everything, even the little baby that cries sometimes. Even she's a blessing because sometimes it's just she, her mother, I feel, <laughs> Wasn't their daughter going to grow up and she could be out of that, you know, position? But 
I appreciate everything, even though I don't smile much and I don't say much, I am paying attention. And, and if we invite Jesus in here all the time and give him some homework, I need you. <laughs> he's looking for some homework. There's no homework here. He's going to go where the homework is because a, doc, a sick person needs a doctor. If everybody's well, why would he be here? So we all wounded. Let's just keep that need of him to be here. This is our place where we talk to God and he dwells with us. So when we go out there, he's with us all the way through. He's moving obstacles. And I, I'm thankful for the things that didn't happen in my life. Because things could happen and be totally different. But he always came through and humbled me down to say, hey, you, you was on the edge there. Get back over and take me back into the word and take me back into the seat. Um, I would love to be in the front row, but <laughs> nevertheless, I, I'm good in the back too, but I, the front row is good too for me. Um, I, if I'm not ashamed to come in here, <laughs> I don't think anybody should be ashamed to come to the altar or, or find your place. Uh, let him feel needed, and especially when it don't make sense. Just keep him always satisfied to come to Richland. Say, where are you going? I'm going to Richland today. <laughs> Just like when we get up on Sunday morning, we go to Richland, I want God and Jesus Christ to come right on here with us and bring our little trash and our drama right here and drop it off and let Jesus get rid of it. All my things I've been through, as soon as I handed it to him, it was gone. Cigarettes, one day. Drugs, one day. Everything I've been through, alcohol, one day. I handed it to him, it is gone, period. And he raised me to a different level. But it's a way of humbling me down to say, I have compassion for the guy that's on the ground. Here's a dollar. Uh, I have compassion for somebody that may do something very, very bad. Because Satan has a power to go from day to night on you, me, and everybody in this room in a split second. That's why we have to keep the spirit around us as much as we can, you know what I mean? Because when we go in, the, when you, <laughs> the front lines are different. We're in the head is right now. We're good to go. When we get out there, that's when the fight's going to begin. If you don't have his armor on you, you're going to take some beatings and you're going to get weaker or stronger. It's going to either run you away or two. And I thank my mother for that, putting that spirit in all my brothers and sisters. And God is so good that he knew I was going to be up here, and he brought my brother for support. So I know he's working in a situation. So I don't want to hold you all up. Have a good Thanksgiving, and uh, keep the faith. Thank you. So glad I could hear your story, John. Thanks for sharing. My name is Valerie Duncan. My husband and I um, live in Ipswich with our four kids. Um, I teach school there. We've lived in, in Ipswich for almost 10 years. And the very first Sunday we were in Ipswich, we came out here. And we quickly learned that it was a place that honors God and finds their joy in Him. And so we decided to stay we also got a welcome basket with Lois's famous buns and jam, so that helped to stay, too. Thank you. 
Um, one thing we've learned here that we've kind of made a motto of our family is that um, life is lived in the mundane moments. These are the events that can affect us. Um, they're subtle, but they're life-changing. Um, we learn to follow it, him in each mundane moment, and we ha- can have really great purposeful ministry in each mundane moment. Um, so that is our aim as a family, and I can see that that's your aim as a church because you have ministered to us in so many mundane moments. I tried to cut this down, and as I tried to cut it down, it only got longer. So <laughs> I'm going to share some of the mundane moments that you have ministered to us, and therefore God has ministered to us that we are so thankful for. Um, I've had many moments where I just only had just begun to pray for a need for our family, and I went to the mailbox or I answered my phone, and the answer to that prayer was right there. It had already been in motion before I even prayed for it because you had followed Christ and shown his love through your actions in just simple, mundane moments. And most of you um, didn't even put a name for um, who we got this these blessings from. So I can officially say thank you now. Um, but I, I'm reminded of the verse, Matthew 6, 8, Your father knows what you need before you ask. Um, I've laid in bed on nights before and after surgeries or doctor appointments, or I've been very, very scared or in pain or just profoundly discouraged. And in those moments, I've gotten texts with encouragement and especially scripture when I didn't know where to look specifically or I I just didn't have the strength to do it at at that moment, you sent it to me. Um, It gave me comfort and peace. That's the only thing that really can in those moments is God's word. I'm reminded of in Psalm 19 that God's word is more to be desired than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey. And so those were blessings. Um, just every Sunday and Wednesday, the Bible stories and verses you tell our children and the books that we get from the church, they've provided so much good conversation at our home. And those are, are just normal, everyday things you do. And those have provided so much blessing to us and it helps us to become more Christ-like and to help our kids do that as well. And I'm reminded of the verse, Psalm 78, 4. We will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generations the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. Uh, You may have noticed I love to invite people to church and clubhouse and BBS. Um, And every time I do, you guys welcome them with open arms. Um, Some of you, I find out, have been inviting the same kids And I'm so blessed to see when they come, everyone welcomes them with open arms, even the bus driver that I fill that bus with, which is my husband, so pray for him, please. (laughs) That bus is getting quite full. Um, I don't think many of you know this story, but um, one time, just a normal moment of my life, I invited, decided to invite a family to VBS, and little did I know when I walked in that house, I discovered that they were... Um, worshiping pagan gods and in fact had a shrine or an altar to Satan in their home and um, 
I sat down anyways and talked to the family, and I sat there across from that shrine to Satan and signed them up for BBS. And they came, and you guys ministered to them. And I believe that that happened because you diligently pray for VBS and the, all the kids that can come, and you prepare a VBS that shows his glory. And I'm reminded of Second Peter 3.9, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. And then finally, the last story is about two years ago, I brought a friend here to this Thanksgiving Day service, and she was very, she was hurting a lot from some of the trials that um, she had gone through. And the people who shared that day um, were just right for her, just what she needed. Pastor Ron chose, through what God prompted him, chose the people, the exact people that she needed, and those people were faithful in honoring God and telling of their trials, but how God worked through them. Um, And then about half a year later, not even half a year, that same friend died suddenly. And I stood at her grave, and there were about ten people in attendance. That's all she had that came to her service, and half of them, half of those people were you. Half of those people were from here. You, you care. You care because God cares. God cares about every person. And I'm so thankful that you minister in those, just that moment um, here and then at the grave site as well. Um, I'm reminded of First John 4, 7 and other verses. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him in every mundane moment, I would add. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. So thank you, Richland, for loving us in the mundane moments of life. Praise God that he has provided us with the faith and love we need to continue loving him in every mundane moment and showing that love to others. Thank you.